0: friends and welcome again to another episode of the pilot podcast i'm jared Cornut, joined by alan murray because our co-host matt hensley somehow uh, got permission to preach at chapel at the new orleans baptist theological seminary uh, i don't know if jamie knew doesn't know who matt is but uh that's a that's a pretty big risk alan don't you think
1: uh it is uh i, I suspect he's going to break into cafe du monde and demand that they turn their beignets into waffles that's <laughs> that's my prediction See, the problem is his beard is so long that it'll be dipping into his cafe au lait
0: if he goes there when he sits down at the table so uh i hope I, you like i doubt he would
1: notice
0: <laughs> alan uh how, how's everything up in north carolina uh cool. did y'all get some of this cold spell that we got here in texas
1: yeah no no frozen precipitation like we had for three weeks in a row but it is it's nasty outside today uh the past couple days have been really windy cut through you kind of cold and uh, it's been rainy today just wonderful weather for a duck or a scotsman but not much other than that
0: yeah we had an ice storm come through we still have ice on the ground but it's not as bad we were able to have church sunday but i'm taking off from mexico on thursday so uh, warmer uh, climates await me so well hey let's jump into this we got a lot to talk about Uh, and the biggest thing of all is willie mclaren has been named the interim president of the C, uh, and CEO of the SBC Executive Committee, which was done uh, on February the first, that was made official. Uh, he has previously served as vice president for the Great Commission Relations and Mobilization at the EC. Roland Slade, the EC Chairman, says, "We hope that he will help us to reset the tone by which the EC serves." Southern Baptist. McLaren is 48 years old. He previously served 15 years at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board before joining the EC staff in January of 2020. Uh, McLaren told the Baptist Press, uh, our EC staff is committed to serving our convention well. Jesus' last words to us in Acts 1-8 should be our first priority as a network of churches. My prayer is that we will continue to put a laser sharp focus on cooperation and collaboration. Uh, Alan, it's no secret the EC has had a rocky few months past year, uh, a lot of turnover in Nashville, a lot of resignations from the EC, uh, uh, the executive committee's, uh committee, committee, uh, just normal trustees. And then, uh, we've also lost, uh, several, we lost our CFO, one of our vice presidents, I believe, of course, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, uh, stepped down due to controversy, um, re- re- going around the investigation around sexual abuse. And, uh, Willie McLaren, according to the bylaws, it has to be a vice president of the convention to be a interim president. And so we come to Willie McLaren, who, Alan, I'm going to be honest, I don't know much about him. What about you?
1: Uh, Not a whole lot uh, other than than what's been in the recent news. Um, You know, the the way the bylaws read, um, I I think that there were really probably only two choices to fill that role with as many people had left, um, Willie McLaren or uh, Jonathan Howe uh because the interim had to come from somebody that was already serving in one of those executive roles uh, but he's somebody that i'm sure tennessee baptists who've been uh, very familiar with he served the uh, baptist convention in tennessee for 15 years before coming to the ec uh, so here's somebody who's got experience serving the ec but also a um, large denominational structure uh, or convention uh, to be more proper with the tennessee baptists there um, And uh, my my understanding with this as well is that it's it's like official but not official because he's got to be affirmed by the EC as well come February. So he's able to act in that role, uh, but will have to be affirmed by the remaining body of the executive committee when they meet uh, later this month in February.
0: Yeah, they meet uh, February 21st to the 23rd, and assuming that he is approved, uh, even though he is the interim, uh, will he be the first African-American to lead an SBC entity? Uh, In our history. And so this is something that's pretty interesting, but it comes on the heels of Ronnie Floyd's resignation uh, when he only served there for for 30 months and he followed a guy that served a lot longer, but it ended with scandal. Uh, And so it's just been a tumultuous time in Nashville. Uh, Hopefully, uh, Willie can come in. Obviously, he's going to be the guy in in Anaheim that is helping preside over the annual meeting alongside Edelitt and then other officers and committees. But hopefully, um, I don't know anything about Willie. I'm sure people have got opinions about him uh, just like people have opinions about me. And the great thing about opinions is they're like belly buttons. Everybody's got one. Um, I'm just hoping that it'll be a time uh, of just uh, quiet productivity for the EC. Just that I want to hear, I don't want to hear about them. I don't want to hear about what's going on in Nashville. I just want them to do their jobs, distribute the money and that, Uh, and we're going to talk about it. Like, you know, there's been a lot of negative news, but there's a lot of positive things happening in the SBC right now. And uh, what's kind of your hopes for Willie as he leads us uh, for however long until we find a new president?
1: I hope it's relatively controversial, free for his sake uh, and for the sake of the executive committee. I mean, I know there's already controversy that's there. There's stuff that is being dealt with and will have to be dealt with. Uh, but I hope nothing new comes up. Uh, and I, I, I hope for longevity. Uh, Because of just the tumultuous nature of what's been happening at the EC, so many people coming and going, Um, I hope that the Lord can use them mightily. Uh, This is somebody that I'm I'm honestly not familiar with, somebody that I'll commit to pray for, uh, as well as for Roland Slade uh, presiding over the EC and when they meet here uh, on the 21st and the 22nd to pray for them because they've got a lot of work to do.
0: Alan, that's, that's great insight there. I agree with you. Uh, Controversy free would be great. And hopefully whoever the next guy is uh, a long tenure would be great, but let's talk about some really good things. You know, the the people are saying, Oh, people are leaving the SBC. And it's very interesting to me when people say people are leaving the SBC, but, I don't ever see any names of any churches leaving and I don't know of anybody leaving. I'm not presuming to know that. I know all 47,000 churches, uh, but I don't hear about all this, but, uh, let's, let's look at some positive things. happening SBC. One of those things is the Lottie moon Christmas offering through the first four months of the current fiscal year, which is September to now, they're up 16.1% over last year. Uh, and the report, there's report after report of record-breaking of offerings. I know your church exceeded your goal. My church exceeded our goal. Uh, and all in all, IMB's combined revenue is currently almost 14% ahead of last year. Uh, Dr. Chitwood, when giving this uh, his report, talked about how churches that have never given to missions through the IMB before are now making contact with missionaries and they have started giving. And the, the pipeline of missionary candidates is also increasing consistently. So we, we're going to have a need for this money uh, to be dealt uh, because we got more guys wanting to go. But th- this is incredible news. is not? We hear all this doom and gloom stuff, but to be up 16% <laughs> over this time last year in Light of Moon, that's a big deal to me.
1: Yeah, that, that's huge. Uh, giving is up in a lot of places. Um, here in North Carolina, we we had an excess for the year, and we always plan when we do our budget, if we have an excess coming in, <clears throat> that we divide that up. <laughs> we divide that up. Uh, between uh, our Great Commission partners, which would be IMB, NAM, uh, CP kind of stuff, as well as locally through the Baptist Children's Home, Fruitland, and things like that, Uh, and we were able to send uh, a tremendous amount of money moving forward to IMB as well, and so uh, our Lottie numbers are up, our Annie numbers are up, but I think everybody's Annie's numbers are going to be up, uh, because the year before was right as the pandemic hit, so we're thankful those numbers are up, but it doesn't um, statistically, I think, mean quite as much as, as Lottie numbers being up. Uh, but I, I think it just shows what Southern Baptists are committed to. We're committed to the same thing we've always been committed to, uh, and that's missions and getting the gospel out on the mission field. Um, and uh, not only are these numbers up financially, but they're also up with the number of personnel that we're sending out on the field. Uh, you you want to share a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, we uh, just saw a report uh, out of Virginia that 48 48- IMB missionaries um, were commissioned uh, at uh, Mount Vernon Baptist Church in Glen Allen, Virginia, and a total of 52 new missionaries were appointed by the missions board. Uh, and this is a very, very exciting news for Southern Baptist. Uh, anytime that we hear about more people, I mean, 50, 52 people being sent to the ends of the earth to go help support our um efforts to reach the nations, I think that's an incredible thing. Uh, We're seeing uh, also, you know, a lot of our programs like the Journeyman program uh, is strong, and you know, there were some kind of questions about that up in the air during COVID, Uh, but it seems like for the first time in a long time, there's churches giving the IMB, there are more missionaries ready to be sent than before, and so when it comes to the chief call, why does Southern Baptist exist? We exist for the nations, to know the gospel, Uh, this is very, very encouraging news for Southern Baptists.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Always encouraged to to see gospel ministry moving forward. I know a lot of folks have uh, still been upset and been upset for a while about the numbers that came down when we had to pull missionaries off the field. And uh, we offered retirement for some folks earlier to get in better financial state um, as far as the board was concerned. And now that that financial stability is there, churches are giving more. Uh, God is raising up missionaries from our local churches, and I always want to remind folks of that. Uh, the IMB doesn't send missionaries, local churches do. Um, the IMB filters those out and, and is a great resource, but those missionaries are not um, coming out of the IMB first and foremost. They're coming out of a local church, um, many of which came out of North Carolina, uh, which makes me proud as a North Carolina Baptist as well.
0: Of course, it's not just international missions, which is uh seen success. We also have the North American Commission Board. I am wearing my North American Commission Board rain jacket today. One might would say I'm a company man for doing that. And uh, we uh, saw a report that, that, you know, NAM has been doing Who's Your One for, for quite some time now. And they have added the feature on the website where you can go and put where you're one, what state they live in. And, you know, people can pray over the map. And there are now 50,000 ones on the Who's Your one, uh, map that our people are actively trying to reach, uh, Alan, has your church done anything with who's your one and have you done any interface with this map?
1: Yeah. So when the map kind of was released at the SBC in Birmingham, um, I signed up, put my pin on the map. I've been praying for my one ever since Birmingham. I've uh, not seen them come to know the Lord yet, but I've still been praying for them. Uh, last year at our church, actually this time of year leading up to Easter, uh, we did who's your one and really emphasized how to use who's your one to get out and, and reach your one um, and we still pray for them we still got a cross at the church with people's initials and names tacked to that cross uh, that we still pray for but we even use Easter as a bring your one and several of our folks were able to the people who've been sharing the gospel with they were invited to church and we saw them come to church on Sunday morning uh, on Easter last year so we, we've interacted with it we've enjoyed it um, it's super easy uh, the, the resources there a little book, um, or little box rather that you can get from them, uh, is great. Um, and you can tweak it the way you want to. I didn't preach through the manuscripts that were there, but I used the text that were there, uh, and used the resources with our folks. And it was helpful to help us uh, take some personal responsibility for sharing the gospel.
0: So we did who's your one, like we literally finished who's your one two weeks before the pandemic started. And so as we were commissioning our, uh, church to go out and and reach our neighborhoods and to reach our people. uh, We went into lockdown. So I'm kind of toying with the idea that we need to do who's your one again. Maybe do something differently with that. I don't know, Uh, but I think it's a great tool that we have. And I think we're now uh, doing that. Well, more encouraging news out of the center Baptist convention is that our CP giving is more than 12% above budget on the year. Uh, This is a very, very good, uh, thing that we see as we cross over in 2022, 2022, uh, that is press says that the amount given through the CP in January 2022 totaled more than $21 million, uh, which was 1.8 million more than the 19.3 uh, million received in January, 2021 uh, and 5.2 million more than the monthly budgeted amount of $15.8 million. As of January 31st, gifts received by the e- EC uh, distribu- uh, Distribution to the allocated budget is $71.1 million, which is 9.84% more than the last year's budget contribution of 64.8. And this amount uh, given... Uh, is a a six uh, is is well ahead of what was given uh, through previous years as, as a reminder you know over fifty percent of what goes to the c p goes to the i m b uh twenty two point seven nine percent goes to the american mission board twenty two percent of that goes to our six s SV b seminaries s b c seminaries and the southern baptist historical library and archives uh two point nine nine percent goes to the s b c operating budget pays that staff pays for the convention and then uh a um, measly 1.65% goes to the ERLC. Um, great news, right? 12% above budget. Anytime you're above budget, it's good news.
1: Yeah, that, that's good news. Um, and it, it's not terribly too surprising this time of year. What I've learned um, in, in serving with our state convention is a lot of times checks don't even get in until January. Uh, a lot of churches, not just individuals, you know, some individuals give big year end gifts. A lot of churches and individuals give big year-end gifts, and so hearing a high number at the beginning of the year, hearing the January numbers coming in, February number coming in, um, that's not too surprising, but 12% is a pretty significant number, um, and that includes states like ours that are giving a little extra uh, because of exceeding our year-end budget as well. So um, praise God, uh, that's, that's money that's going to go to gospel ministry.
0: All right, Alan, and uh, that it kind of gives us a roundup of everything that's happening in the SBC. McLaren has been named SBC uh, interim uh, president of the CEO and the executive committee. A lot of great news on the North American Commission board, IMB. And there's stuff that we didn't even touch on. There's some good news coming out of the WMU, uh, which is is welcome news. And there's other things going on that we'll touch on later here on the Potluck podcast. But, Alan, this coming Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, the St. Louis Rams are playing, surprisingly, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, have kind of come out of nowhere. In uh, Cincinnati, I don't know if you know this, Cincinnati is kind of known for their chili. Uh, Skyline Chili is very popular in, um, in in Cincinnati. I've never had it, but apparently it's a really big deal. And yesterday we did what we do in our church. Every year right before the Super Bowl, we have an annual chili cook-off. And as you know, chili is pretty taken pretty seriously in Texas as well. Uh, and we had 34 pots of chili uh, yesterday, and we had about 250 people come over to the chili cook-off, and we raised $5,000 for our student ministry. And I'm pleased to say there was not a bite left of the chili that I brought. Uh, I put beans in my chili, and so I won the Gas X Award yesterday because uh, apparently they got the Pope of their pastor. But we had some really good chili. Alan, uh, we had chili with venison in it. Uh, we had some really spicy chili. Uh, we had some uh, uh, white uh, we had uh, chicken meat with uh, green chili in it uh, which is kind of like a new New Mexico twist uh, mine had ground beef in it um, not too spicy but it had a lot of good stuff in there we had like a vegetable uh, chili we had a lot of different vegetables in it, it was really good and uh, a lot with beans a lot with no beans it was it was good are you a, I'm assuming you're a bean guy in your chili right
1: yeah beans and chili um I, I i'll take it without it uh, but typically when i think chili without beans i think hot dog chili or like the skyline yeah. chili in, in cincinnati and i will be pulling for the Bengals uh come super bowl sunday um with, with my chili i put beans in it um i do kidney beans and black beans um, yeah. i'm not crazy about pinto beans and chili some people do that some people don't um i love white chicken chili uh, that's something that we make around our house a lot and, and we do put green chilies in it and uh, white beans go inside of it um I have made venison chili a lot. Um, this year's deer season was not that great for me. Uh, so i will not be making a lot of venison chili this year. Um, I think last year, I don't know if I made any chili with turkey or with beef. I think I made it all with venison. Um, I like all of those. Um, I know some folks like to use pork and chili. I'm not crazy about that. Like they'll use ground sausage in it. Um, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, <clears throat> I've never won a gas tax award. I did go to a neighboring SBC church when they did a Super Bowl uh, or not Super Bowl, but a chili cook-off uh, in the fall and submitted the chili and won. Um, and so, you know, I, I didn't get a gas X award, um, but I, I think everybody had beans in their chili there. But One of the things I think makes great chili is using fresh ingredients. Yeah. Uh, if you can use fresh peppers, bell peppers, jalapenos, um, I love serranos, but my, my children can't handle serranos. Most of the time I don't use serranos and chili around them. Fresh tomatoes um not just canned tomatoes fresh onions fresh garlic um fresh meat whatever you're using if you've got the ability to get not frozen stuff i think it just makes a a huge difference and don't be afraid of using your spice cabinet like yeah you don't you don't have to go buy those little mccormick packages of chili seasoning don't do that um you know i I like some of the pre-season canned goods like chili seasoned beans or chili seasoned tomatoes. But if I buy those, I'm still hitting it hard with the cumin. I'm still hitting it hard with the chili powder. Uh, I'm putting fresh garlic in it and garlic powder, onion powder, and onions. I mean, it's just bursting with flavor. Um, And if your chili is bland, you should repent. I've already decided next year I'm going to uh, pinch
0: and save every penny that I can so I can go buy a brisket uh, the the week before our chili cook off. And I'm going to smoke the brisket. On Saturday, my family will have brisket Saturday night, and I'm going to make brisket chili come Sunday morning. And so I've got a brisket chili recipe, uh, which is really great to use. So Alan, you'll have to come out here next February. Maybe you'll go hunting or something like that, and come enjoy some brisket. You ever had brisket chili before?
1: I've not, but I looked at uh, brisket flats today at Costco and almost had a heart attack. There used be four of those. So, <laughs> yeah, eight eight. Uh, I think it was eight ninety nine a pound for flats. So that is insane. Um, that's, uh, not even a whole pack. A, that's not even a whole packer no no that's just for the flat um they had whole ones for $4.99 a pound um which is is a decent price for North day, Carolina. but still you're, you're still looking at spending $90 on a piece of meat at that point uh, I think I shared with you earlier I remember um having no problem at any time buying a whole hog for 99 cents a pound um, and and now you need uh, a mortgage and a different president to be able to afford brisket. Oh boy, hot takes coming in here now.
0: Uh, <laughs> in 2020, for Thanksgiving, I bought our brisket for 2.99 a pound. Uh, so I spent roughly 40 bucks uh, on our, on our brisket. So. Uh, I digress. It is what it is. Uh, make smoking cool again is my motto uh, for, for president. So I've got a graphic that Tyler made for me. We're going to make smoking cool again. All right, Alan, anything else you want to add before we bring this bad boy to close? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Okay, I, I want the Bengals to win. Uh, but the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl 27-19. to 19. That's what I'm gonna. Uh, that's what I'm gonna go with. Twenty-seven, nineteen. Uh, the Rams. Uh, I, I wish that they wouldn't. I don't really like the Rams. Uh, uh, I don't have anything. I don't like Joe Burrow, but man, I respect the guy's game. Uh, what do you, you? You're pulling for the Bengals. Who do you is gonna win?
1: I think they can pull it off. Okay. Uh, I, I I think that skill and desire are both gonna come out on the field. Um, Unless unless it ends up being in a tie and there's a coin toss, in which I'd (laughs) say every every cast of the lot is Lords, I guess is how you have to handle those situations.
0: Agree. Yeah, go Bengals this week. Uh, Joe Burrow will be—he will never have to buy another meal in Cincinnati if uh, if he—he'll have Skyline Chili for the rest of his life. Uh, if you want to. Well, friends, thanks for joining us again here in the potluck. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, go get you some chili for the Super Bowl. That's a great Super Bowl food. And uh, maybe some chili, some wings, some great stuff like that. Hope you had your fill and full. Give to your church. Make sure your church gives them to the CP. Support our missionaries. Find your one. And folks, join us next time, same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.